Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I want to deal with a thought this morning, amen, uh, that we're titling the adversity of opportunity. Um, I need you to, thank you, sir. I need you to really stay with me on this message because it's apostolic by nature. And what that means is I'm not coming to teach Bible truth this morning. I'm not coming to establish doctrine. I'm coming to establish where we are as a body, where you are as an individual. I'm not going to be pastoral this morning. I'm going to be apostolic. Is that I need you to understand that. So I'm going to be speaking to you as an individual. I'm going to try to speak to us corporately to show us where we are. Sometimes, how many knows when you go into a great big building, which we don't do a whole lot of around here, uh, and if you ever did stop and look at the fire escape, the first thing you got to find before you can decide where you're going to go is that little red dot that says you are here. Sometimes knowing where you are is the most important thing. Is anybody listening to me? Before you can get a plan of action for where you're going. That's the way I feel this morning. And that's my goal. And I covet your prayers and being able to do that uh, this morning in preaching. The adversity of opportunity. I need you to look at your neighbor. Yeah, yeah, Papa's home. I do this a lot. Look at your neighbor and tell them, change ain't easy. It's easy to talk about. But what I found, the worst thing about change is it requires you to change. Can I get a witness from anybody else? I love to talk about losing weight. I can get, thank you, Scott. I can get so fired up with the Twinkie in my hand. Coke in the other. Is anybody listening to me? This is what we're going to do. Thank you, sis. What, babe, this is what we're going to do. This is our new budget. We're going to get our money in order. We're going to get it. And son, we're, yeah, baby, tell it. Until she tells me I can't stop at Sonic and get a Coke. Until I'm sitting there watching TV and I hear the, my uh, uh, double door icebox in there saying, dang. Blue Bell, I got the right message this morning. It's easy to talk about, but there's great adversity in initiating change. Having said that, I need you to go with me to the book of Zechariah 9 and 9. Amen. Are you going to do it for me? Josh, if you're going to do it, I'm going to read the screen. Y'all can read your Bibles or the screen. (coughs) I need you to know this, and I'm going to set a little bit of a preface for this sermon. This is is how important it is. I'm about to read to you two or three different places the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. What I need you to know about this is this was prophesied in Zechariah 700 years before it happened. Are you following me? This was in the mind of God before He ever created the universe. All right? How Jesus was going to make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Amen? So every detail I'm about to share with you was established in the mind of God. That's how important the scriptures I'm about to read are to you and to me. That there's not one thing added or taken away that God didn't say was going to happen before the foundations of the world. So everything that happened on Jesus' entry was predetermined by God. Okay? Now, the second thing I need you to know, Jesus had been into Jerusalem thousands of times. He had been into Jerusalem from a child. He was dedicated in Jerusalem. He had been there a thousand times. But every time he went in, he was saying, shh. Don't tell nobody who I am. Remember, every time he would heal somebody, he would say, hold on to that. Because it's not my time. But this time, 
He's coming riding in, establishing a brand new kingdom. He comes in letting the people praise him for who he really is. That's what I'm about to dive into with you. Have you got that in your mind? Praise God. I need you to repeat after me. Every detail matters. Zechariah chapter number 9, verse number 9. The prophet prophesied this. Uh, I think it was 700 years. That's what I want to say. Or more before Jesus. Zechariah 9 and 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding on an ass. And upon the colt, a colt, the foal of an ass. Now here's something I want you to just put in your spirit. This scripture said he's coming riding in on the donkey. And he's riding in on the colt of the donkey. Well, which one is he riding in on? Is he riding in on the donkey? Or is he riding in on the colt of the donkey? Or is he riding in on both? You just got to gotta read the Bible. It's so important if I get to it. Now turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 21. I've chosen to read the same event out of two different books for a reason. Because Matthew said some things that Mark didn't say. And Luke will say some things, amen, even though it's all the same story, Okay. Are you ready? Matthew chapter number 21, 21. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then Jesus, uh, then sent Jesus two disciples saying, go into the village. Jesus is about two miles outside of Jerusalem in Bethphage. And he's sending two men to fulfill a mission. Say unto them, verse number two, go into the village over against you and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them. Somebody say them. And bring, thank you. Bring them unto me. Bring both of them. And if any man say anything to you, you're going to say, the Lord hath need of, I need them both. And straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, Zechariah, saying, tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, your king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and the colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And they brought the ass and the colt and put on. Wow, thank you, sis. There's one student that always excels. They put on them their clothes, and set him there on. Turn with me now to the book of uh, 1 Corinthians. Chapter number 16. Look, it's very important that you're with me. Are you with me on these scriptures? It's very important for this to come alive. First Corinthians 16 and 9 says, For a great door... A great door. The word great in the Greek is megas. It's where we get our word mega. Mega means big. Are you following me? It means exceedingly great. Paul said a mega door. And when your Bible talks about door, it's not talking about a piece of wood swinging on hinges. Amen. Paul said, when I went to trails, the Lord opened a great door for me. It means opportunity, right? 
Door means access granted. Door means a portal has been opened up unto you. So this scripture is literally saying a mega opportunity has been made available to me. Are y'all following me? Amen. It's big. It's bigger than you think. It's bigger than you know. And what's really scary is it's bigger than you. It scares us to death when we have opportunities to step into arenas that are bigger than we are. It's bigger than how I think. It's bigger than how I was taught. It's bigger than what I was taught or told. It's big. And it creates its own amount of adversity. Are you with me? Paul said, a great door, an effectual, uh, I like another translation said, uh, a, a, a great door of opportunity is opened up unto me, and they are many adversaries. One more place, and I'm going to let you be seated. Mark, chapter number 11. While your neighbor's looking for it, elbow them, tell them it's big. It's real big. Life Church, are y'all ready for a big thing? You better, you better be careful answering that. Same story with some details that the, the Lord has given me for us at Life Church. John chapter number 11 and verse number 1. I meant. Oh man, I meant John. Y'all go from Mark to John while Josh is getting it on the screen. Wait a minute, Josh. That may be right. Oh, it is right. Somebody's saying, are you sure you got this right message? Why don't y'all just be seated while I get my act together? I've quit taking a lot of notes because I so want to be led by the Holy Spirit. And when I don't write down my scriptures like I should, this happens. I was right, Josh. Don't change it. Mark, chapter number 11. It says, And when they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples. And he said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered in, you shall find a colt tied. Now Matthew emphasized the, 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 the donkey. Mark didn't. You shall find a colt tied, and I need you to mark this in your Bible, whereon never has a man sat. He emphasized that this coat I want has not been biased. He hadn't been prejudiced. He hadn't been cultured by nobody. Is anybody with me in this place? His feelings and emotions have not been altered by an owner. They have not been injured by a previous generation. They hadn't been taught how an owner won't seem to gee or haul or go or stop. No one has fooled with the emotions of this coat. Oh my God, I'm preaching already. He said, that's the one I want. That's the one I want. Okay? I told you every detail that, that God put in this word is important. You're going to find a colt tied. We're on never man set. Loose him and bring him. And if anybody says to you, why are you loosing him? Why do you do this? You say that the Lord has need of him. And straightway, he will send them hither. And they went their way. And found the coat tied by the, come on now, somebody help me. They found the coat tied by the door. What is the door? Oh God, y'all are good. Tied by the door. 
without, somebody say right outside the door. They found this coat and the ass tied by the door right outside in a place where, oh, come on crowd, help me. Where two ways met. They found the coat tied by the door right outside of a place where two ways met. That word ways means manners or methods, directions, mindsets. Are you following me? Amen. Ways of thinking. So they found the coat tied right outside opportunity, standing in the valley of decision where two ways are beginning to meet. The word meet means to come together in the same place from two opposite directions. I just need y'all to get it in your spirit. And the Bible says they loosed him. They loosed him. Let's pray together. Father, thank you now for this privilege and opportunity you have given us to be in your presence. We thank you for the word. Father, and I pray right now, open up our hearts and our spirits to receive revelation, direction, and instruction in the name of Jesus. And somebody shout amen. Amen. It's ironic to me, amen, that uh, the prophet prophesied that Jesus was going to come riding in on a donkey. He didn't have a problem, amen, uh, taking the plurality of a donkey and its coat and turn it into singer, singular vernacular. Amen. Didn't have a problem with it all. He didn't, he didn't have to explain it. He didn't talk about it. Amen. And even when Matthew began to quote, he didn't change anything. He knew God meant what he said and said what he meant. Amen. And said that he's coming in riding on an ass, riding on the donkey and the colt. Amen. And the Lord just began to point these things out to me that this is probably the greatest illustrative message ever known to man. And what you got to understand, and I didn't take time to read it tonight, uh, this morning, but those, those donkeys were tied there with a predetermined destiny. It was destined before the very foundation of the world that they would usher in the kingdom of God. Amen. Now I'm going to need you to think spiritually to be able to go with me today. Amen. They were predetermined to usher in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. They did not have a clue that when they were tied there, they were tied there by destiny. They were fastened there by destiny. It was predetermined in the mind of God to be tied in the place where they were tied at the time that they were tied in the form that they were tied because God had a plan. Can I help somebody here this morning that the Lord sent me to tell you that you may not understand why you are where you are. You may be having a problem, amen, with where God has got you right now. But I come to declare to you today that God has a predetermined destiny for you. Amen. He has a predetermined destiny for you. And you may be feel like I have found myself in a situation, amen, that has aborted the destiny of God. It has aborted the will of God. I'm feeling refrained, restrained, and contained, amen, while I'm standing looking at an opportunity that I know that I am destined to do. Now somebody got to pray for me today because I'm after something today and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna kick the devil in the teeth. Amen. Amen. He's standing right outside. The Bible says he was standing near the door, near the opportunity, near the calling, near the ministry, near the passion. Amen. But he was tied 
Oh, somebody ought to listen to me right now. But because of his current condition and position, amen, he thought it's impossible possible for me to step into what I know's on the inside of me. Amen. I'm not going to preach to everybody on everything, but I want to tell somebody right now that you have been tied up with some situations, uh, some bondages, uh, some mindsets uh, that's been holding you back, and you thought it was going to hinder you from fulfilling your eternal destiny. But I got news for you. While you're feeling bound, Jesus is talking to you. Jesus is saying, I need you to go and loose them because they cannot loose themselves. Uh, who am I preaching to this morning? Amen. They're tied against their will. It ain't what they want to do. It ain't how they want to act. It ain't how they want to be. And something on the inside of them is telling them uh, there's something bigger than that in you. There's something better than that in you. Amen. But they're tied in two different mindsets. Two different mindsets. One part of me is telling me you ain't good enough. You ain't smart enough. You ain't holy enough. Oh, it, oh my God, I'm just going to have to wade through this this morning. Amen. There's one side of me. Amen. Can I tell you something? Every time you find yourself standing before great opportunity, you always find yourself standing where two ways meet. I don't care if you're trying to get healthy or lose weight or get your finances in order. I don't care if you're trying to get a marriage in order or your life in order or your spirit in order. I don't care if you're trying to start a business, if you're trying to get something off the ground. Anytime you find yourself standing, amen, at the door of opportunity, there's always going to be the place where two mindsets meet. Amen. Are you listening to me? And there's an old cultured mindset standing there, amen, that has been used by man, abused by man, trained by man, created by man, standing right beside a mindset that ain't never been touched by man. And this old you is saying, it can't be done. You're not qualified. Is anybody in this place, amen? You can't do it. You're not smart enough. You're not spiritual enough. But there's the other side of you saying, oh, Oh, yes, but I feel something way down in my spirit. I feel destiny. Is anybody in this place? I feel destiny calling me to greatness. And some of it, it's so mega in your life, you're embarrassed to tell anybody about it. You're scared they'll laugh at you. Why? Because you ain't qualified. You ain't got what it takes to do it. You don't have the background. Uh, all, all, all you believe is what you was told. All you believe is somebody told you you wasn't good enough. You wasn't smart enough. Amen. But now you've been brought to a place where destiny is standing right on the right in front of you. Right in front of you. Can I tell you, this is where 90% of churches come to and they never make it into greatness. This is where 90% of individuals get to and they never make it into greatness. Tied, tied, tied. Somebody shout tied. Tied right outside the door. Tied right outside of opportunity. Still in stinking thinking. Still falling for old habits. Still following old mindsets. Standing in the valley of decision while greatness is speaking inside of you. Amen. While God is speaking inside of you. Destiny is reaching inside of you and telling you there's more to you than what meets the eye. Two mindsets. Two mannerisms coming head to head. Two, two, two directions. Two themes of thought. Two cultures, two races. Oh, y'all quiet this morning. Two races, two cultures, two mindsets. Amen. That have meet, met by divine design. 
Oh my God. I said they met by divine design. God trying to take the body of Christ into a brand new dimension to usher in the kingdom of God, to usher in the glory of God. Amen. And when he begins to do it, he brings different mindsets together. He brings different cultures together. He brings different races together. Oh, I wish I could get some help in this place. He brings races together. Amen. And it's right because God, amen, has brought us to the place of opportunity to tear down strongholds, break mindsets. Is anybody in this place to begin to destroy status quo Christianity, to destroy status quo religiosity? Amen. But it's where two ways are coming head to head. And if we can't blend, we can't go. This is the way we've always done it. This is where adversity comes in. Oh my God, this, we're at a good place if we just realize this is where I start fighting me. This is where you start fighting you. I, I, I know there's more and I know there's more to me and I know there's more in me and I know there's more for me. But when I look at the way I'm acting, Oh, y'all can't say nothing, but I'm going to preach it anyway. But look at the way I'm acting. And look at the fruit in my life. And look at the dysfunction in my life. Two ways are coming together right now because opportunity is standing before you. You know how I can prove opportunity standing before you? Because if the opportunity wasn't presented, you wouldn't even be having this battle. Are you listening to me? If God wasn't presenting you with an opportunity, you would not even fight, be fighting the battle. High five your neighbor right now and tell them, thank God for the battle. Thank God for the battle. Don't let the battle condemn you. It's the door of opportunity. And the Bible says anytime opportunity is presented to you to go to the next dimension, adversity is great. Uh, I was praying and rebuking that adversity. I'm a rebuker. You hear me? I'll tie one on with the devil. That's my roots. I'll spit, rebuke. God said, it ain't the devil. It's you. He said, no, no, the devil don't get in this fight. What you're fighting is the old mule. <laughs> I really, what he really said, you fighting the old jackass. Oh, I would have you high five somebody and tell them. <laughs> I dare somebody do it. I'm giving you, uh-oh, Tammy. Are you listening to me? He said, no, you ain't fighting the devil. You fighting that old jackass. You fighting that old way of thinking. You're fighting that old you. Somebody else, amen, abused and misused and made you think lesser than yourself. Amen. Personal opinion of other people. Amen. You're drawing from. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. You're pulling from the wrong source. But all the time, there's that one that young coat, he ain't been cultured, he hadn't been biased, and he's saying, greater is he that is in you. Huh? My God, am I preaching to anybody here this morning? This is where churches, churches come, where cultures begin to clash. The devil can sit back and do nothing when cultures begin to clash. Different mindsets. Amen. And when you get to this point, Scott, you know that you're standing at the opportunity to step into a dimension that the majority never steps into. Why? Because they're not able to blend it. They're not able to come together. It's where two ways meet. Amen. It's two going in different directions. Amen. That meet up by divine design that have to be able, amen, to create a conjunction. They have to be conjoined. Are y'all listening? I'm preaching. They have to be able to become one to be able to usher in the kingdom of God. 
Amen. Are you listening to me? And, and, and God has trusted life church. Amen. He's trusted us with an opportunity to begin to tear down racism, culturalism. He's, he's, he's anointed us to tear down the fight between the old and the young, uh, successors and predecessors. Is anybody here? Amen. He's given us the opportunity right now to slay every giant that is hindering the church from stepping into something mega. Oh, I wish I could preach it like I feel it. It's bigger than you and it's bigger than me. But as long as we fight for our own way, we can't blend. We can't blend. We just go to button and we butt. My God, this could be taught in a marriage seminar. The principle is so real in every area. And as a, church, as a result, church individuals struggle and never step into destiny because of those two different mindsets, two different ways. Churches never step into nothing big and mega that'll stop the traffic. Is anybody in this place? I'm believing for a move of God where the sheriff department will have to direct traffic at this church because we finally unified to usher in the glory of God in this place. But the problem is the adversary. Adversity is real. It's real. Anybody feeling it? It's real. It comes with accusations of the pastor. We're going to talk about this stuff tonight. If you're a member, you're welcome. If you ain't, you ain't going to want to be here. It comes with accusations. It comes with assumptions. Why? Because I'm standing in an opportunity to move into a realm that God is going to be so glorified and we're going to usher in the king and the kingdom. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. But it will not be done on the back of division. It can only be done when two come together as one. Are you okay? Amen. Are you listening to me to where we're able uh, uh, to forsake our ways for his ways? That's Tough. Can I get a witness right there? It ain't easy. Because I've always thought this way. I've always responded this way. I've always, it's the only well I have to draw from. Oh my God, I feel something finna break in this place. Something finna break in your mind. Don't wait for no altar call. The Word of God's gonna work its work this morning. So I begin to dig, why did the prophet prophesy he's coming in on an ass and a colt? Why did Matthew point out, I need them. Don't leave one behind and bring the other. I need the old ass and I need the young ass. I need that old mama and I need that colt. Are y'all listening to me? He said, bring them. Bring them both. I want you to bring them both. And the Bible says when they brought them both, that they laid their garments on the old donkey and they laid garments on the young donkey. Amen. You know what that meant? That means they was given honor to the donkey when they laid their garments on it. So they didn't hate on the old generation. Oh my God. Somebody say generational. They didn't hate on the old generation and the old generation wasn't saying he's too young, he's too immature, he's not qualified. No, they brought them together and they laid their garments on the, the predecessor and the successor. But the good news is that old donkey wasn't sitting there saying this ain't right. This ain't right. Who does that young squirt think he is? <laughs> it's going to get thick in here. Amen. Who do they think they are? They think they know it all? 
Don't think I don't know nothing. I've been around the horn. I've done this and I've done that. Amen. Are you listening to me? And the little coat wasn't standing there saying, nah, 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 nah. I told you. I got it. You don't. <laughs> Papa is back in town. <laughs> I got it. You don't. You too old. You washed up. Amen. We're going to do it our way. Is anybody in this place? Amen. We're going to do it whether you don't like it or not. No, sir. Matthew said, I need both of them. I need predecessors and I need successors. Can I tell you this big thing that's about to come in to the body of Christ is going to be so generational. And God said, I'm not coming in on nothing that's not generational. Two mindsets are going to have to become one. Amen. Matter of fact, oh, is anybody in this place? Amen. God said, amen. I got to have both of them. No wonder. Amen. But you know what? That old mama coat, uh, that old mama donkey had to have been saying. Amen. She was standing right beside the young one. They were both clothed in honor. They were both there destined. Amen. And instead of being jealous, she had to have been looking over saying, I have fulfilled my destiny. I nurtured this thing. I blessed this thing. I poured into this thing. No wonder the Bible said, blessed, blessed are the pouts that gave nurse to the Messiah that's coming in. Oh, you young folks better hear me. Amen. The Bible says blessed are our predecessors who gave birth to us, who poured into us, who prepared. My God, I'm telling you, who have poured into us. Amen. Are you listening to me? And the predecessor standing there saying, you'd have never got him in without me. And the colt standing there saying, yep, and I, I couldn't have got him in without you. Two ways coming together. <clears throat> I know I don't think like these young dudes. I'm glad. Because I may come up here with a haircut like that guy. Huh? Ain't y'all glad I don't think like him? Y'all can say amen if you want. He don't think like me. Amen. But when we realize that we have been predestined by God to come together in a conjunction to usher in the glory of God, that this thing is generational, are you listening to me? Then I can overlook that haircut. Amen. And I can reach into his spirit and I can glean from you Scott and you can glean from me. Oh I'm preaching better than you shouting right now because this is what's destroying churches. This is why you can't step into the mega in small time churches because we're bogged down with culture and traditionalism. Amen. God's coming to loose that thing today. I said, God is going to untie that thing. High five you never real hard and tell him, loose that thing. Standing on the edge of destiny and tied. Tired of being tied by my own mindset. Nick, I found out I can be pretty traditional. I know this is going all over the world. Y'all let me believe what I want to believe. But I'm just going to preach mindsets. To me, if you got a tattoo, you was going to hell. <laughs> Write that down, son. You're going to hell. You get a tattoo. Amen. I got scripture for it. Well, amen, that's the way I was raised. That's what I was taught. And God said, I want you to go back to your Bible. And then you prove to me that it's a sin to get a tattoo. Amen. So, uh, and what started shaking my world is when me and my sons, <laughs> two ways. And then he was a bad influence and my baby daughter wanted one. I said, my God, I've served you all my life. My kid's going to hell. I'm just being real. We're going to get real tonight, too. Two mindsets. Some of y'all still saying, you mean you won't? Somebody just said, oh, you mean you won't go to hell? Uh, 
Now, there may be some things that you can draw on your body that will send you to hell. I don't know. Amen. Uh, are you listening to me? But I had to back up, Flukey, because two ways were beginning to meet. And I was suppressing an anointing that God put on my kids. You And I was trying to suppress an anointing. And the Holy Spirit just kept anointing them and kept anointing them. Is anybody? Two ways. The adversity was great. And I struggled with it. And I fought with it. And I had other pastors calling me. What do you think about these tattoos? I used to tell them straight, going to hell, I can tell you. It's too real for some of y'all, ain't it? I told you I didn't come to preach revelation. I just come to stir up some stuff. Where we are as a church. And I seen the anointing and I seen the freedom and I seen, amen. If you get tattoos, amen. But uh, I ain't going there. I ain't going to teach on tattoos. I'll get, I'll get all these emails and phone calls. Amen. But anyway, are you listening to me? Uh, amen. God was anointing what I was condemning because of um, Are you listening to me? Amen. And then God, right in the middle of getting over their silly tattoo. Well, I wouldn't get one now. Just disclaimer. Because what they don't know yet, what looked real good written in writing, after a few years, it just runs together. I'm just saying, it just starts running together, y'all. <laughs> and if you're going to put your wife's name on your neck, Make sure you're going to stay with her <laughs> to the end. We got to put a little sugar on this thing. So just when I grasped all that, pull your sleeves down, son. Them, them tattoos are killing me. Just when I got over the tattoo thing, me in a place of disease. God said, you think too small. You can't grow. You can't go to the next dimension because you're so wrapped up with what they look like. Who am I preaching to in this place? You're stuck. You're not lost. You're stuck. Let me put it this way. You're not lost. You're tied. You're tied right in front of the door of opportunity to go into a dimension that will reach the world. And right when I got over that, he sent Scott. He sent Scott getting on my platform in flip-flops. I'm just being real. That boy. I don't know where <laughs> I don't know where he's getting them prophetic words. That boy's going to hell. You don't come to church in flip-flops. Old jackass. <laughs> oh, glory. With that young coach standing right beside me, challenging me. Are you listening to me? Amen. Are you listening to me? But young coach, don't you forget, I got something to offer too. And our elder, because it was predestined. Generation, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Here comes Scott with gauges in his ears. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Nate, you can't see yours. Your beard covers it up. But I had to wrestle, Scott. Had a wrestle. Did I ever condemn you for your gauges? Amen. I just wrestled. It was worth two. And God was saying, You think too small. You think too small. Now Scott has went through a phase. He's not wearing them for whatever reason. I think God made him get gauges just to get me to be able to embrace my opportunity. Is anybody in this place this morning? Amen. God, is this real or not? It was an opportunity for me to grow. So you're either going to grow or you're going to stay tied. And you know what? I couldn't untie myself. Because Luke said something I really liked, but I couldn't read it all three places. It says they went to untie the coat and the owners came out. I was owned by a mindset. It was, the, the translation is governor. I was being governed and that governor came out and said, when they started untying the colt and the donkey, 
the governor came out in the book of Luke and said, what do you think you're doing? Untying these. Mm. Are y'all okay? I got two different directions going. I'm just wrestling. Just pray with me. What do you think you're doing untying these? And their response says, we're untying him in the name of Jesus. We're doing what we were commanded to do. Amen. I got good news for some of you who wants to step into the mega in your life. You can't untie yourself. You can't undo old mindsets. You can't change the... Excuse me, the way you are. Are you listening to me? Amen. He sent two disciples. You know what two means? It means it's the number of witness. You know what the number of witness is? It's the number of the Holy Spirit. So he said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to loose you so you can walk in your destiny. Somebody ought to hear me right now. The question is, do you want to remain tied or do you want to step into the mega, the bigger, the greater in your life? said he came and he untied them and he brought them to Jesus. He brought them to Jesus. Two generations were designed to bring in the glory of the kingdom. And churches are standing tied. Some of you are so tied up in your old ways you won't be able to embrace it. So you'll find a tied church. <laughs> you'll find a tied mindset. And you'll just say tied together. And you got little old themes of thought that think, can't think beyond what they know and what they've seen. My God, this is rich, y'all. Never if God spoke to me and said, y'all started praying, you had prayer revival, you started seeking, and I have brought you to the place of adversity based on your own prayers. The question is, are you strong enough? Do you have the strength to embrace the opportunity? Do you have the strength to face the adversity? Do you have the strength? Because you see, what time is it? I'm not going to preach too long. Huh? Oh, my Lord, it's early. <laughs> We're going to get out of here at 1230. The question, body of Christ, are you strong enough to handle the mega? I want to publicly, I'm gonna, I, want, I want to do this tonight. And I don't like to differentiate between the body here, but I want to publicly applaud every African-American member of this church right now. Everybody. Come on. Come on. We're coming in together. We got to come in together. Thank you, Fluky. Thank you, Fluky. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Act like you mean it. African American, stay seated. That's it. Somebody scream, we're coming in together. He's coming in in a unified mindset. I come to declare if you have a problem with racism, Life Church is not your church. I love you, but you're dismissed. Why? Because he showed me. I'm not coming in on the divided. And then I begin to, then I begin to understand why Matthew used a plurality in a single form. It's because when two are joined together in unity, they become one. Is anybody listening to me? And in essence, if he's riding in on the offspring of the previous generation, they have the same mindset. They have God Almighty. They have the same heart. They have the same passion. Can I tell you, church, we're fighting things right now the next generation will not fight 
Oh, somebody praise the Lord. But right now, there's adversity. The reason I'm applauding you guys is because racism's on both sides. It's not just the white against the black. It's black against the white. And some could give testimonies of when they started coming here, they suffered persecution in their own families. I don't know if it's still going on. You don't say anything to me. But they suffered persecution for going to that white church with that white preacher. Oh, God, I know this stuff is kind of sticky. But it's two mindsets in small communities that cannot blend. So they'll never step into the mega. They'll never usher in the kingdom of heaven until we become one. And I applaud all of you guys because you're fighting through. Oh, you let the Holy Spirit untie you. Let him untie you because we're people of destiny. And I refuse to be tied right outside the door of opportunity. But I got to fight through what people think. Remember, come all that conversation. If you're going to worry, about people accepting you and receiving you, you'll never be a pioneer. You'll never step into mega if you're concerned because Jesus came. You try to quit. He came right. Yeah, he rode on the colt. For y'all, y'all that's wondering. He rode on the colt. But the only reason that colt was there because there was a previous generation that fought the fight. <laughs> They hold the row. They kept the lights on. Is anybody listening to me? And they give birth to you. Is anybody listening to me? They gave suck to you. Blessed. And you know what? In that mama donkey's mind, she wasn't mad. She wasn't jealous because he wasn't riding on her back. Because in essence, if he's riding on her success, success yeah, her kid's back. Did you catch it? He's riding on my back. <laughs> uh, I wasn't no good at sports, y'all. I know I look like the perfect model of an athlete. Thank you, brother. But I was terrible. That's the reason God made me so good looking. But my son was awesome on the basketball court. And every hoop he made was mine. Is anybody listening to me? That's a chip off the old block. <laughs> I can't dribble. <laughs> I played basketball one time and stole the ball under the goal and shot at the wrong goal. <laughs> That's when they decided that wasn't my sport. Is anybody listening to me? But I wasn't sitting on the bench saying, amen, who's he think he is out there? I was saying, amen, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't even be here right now. Is anybody listening to me? And we blended, amen. And then I began to glory in his accomplishments. Oh my God, because it was me that gave birth to him. Yeah, that came out before I thought it out. That's another good example. She couldn't have done it without me. Oh, this is coming together. Woo, two ways, man. Oh, my God. I, yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. I got rich right there. Shay said, I'm pastor. Move on. Just come back to tell y'all we're standing at the door of opportunity. The question is, are you strong enough? Are you strong enough? Or are you going to let the adversity rob you? Tied. Tied. Matthew said, they were tied near the door. Tied. Tied right that close to stepping into mega. The only thing holding me is a lying mindset. 
The only thing holding me is my own traditionalism, my own formalism. So he'll put you with people who can stretch you. God gave me a message a couple months ago on peer pressure that I hadn't got to preach yet. I'm dying to preach it. That going to Jesus' church was awful. The peer pressure was unreal. I mean, you'd come to church with a withered hand and he'd stand up and say, stretch that hand out. Peer pressure that causes you to reach beyond what you think you can do. There's a positive peer pressure that's in a progressive church that you can't find nowhere else. And it's always challenging you to think beyond the way you think. Are you following me? And it stretches us, Fluky. Stretches us. And if we don't realize it's an opportunity to grow, I stay tied. And I miss ushering in the glory of God. Some of you are battling some things you've been prayed for over. You don't need to be prayed for no more. You don't need to be prayed for no more. You got to quit believing the lie of an old mindset and embrace the new. Some of you are tied because you've chosen to be tied. Because sometimes it's easier to stay in a tied place than step into a realm that is unfamiliar. Are you listening to me? You're tied. He sent two to loose them. And they loosed them and they brought them. And they ushered in the glory of God. Now, based on everything I've just shared, are you sure you're ready for change? Are you sure you want to become that mega church? That church to where anybody and everybody can walk into and say, I'm at home. Every color, every culture. I'm a stickler for holiness. And God's restoring holiness. I'm not talking about compromise, but I'm here to declare to you by experience. The message never changes, but the methods are always changing. The content never changes. And for all of us who says, I can't change. Right now, some of us has been fighting the uh, temptation to just drift out. You know what? It's just, it's just beyond me. I'm just going to kind of bow out. I come as your pastor today begging you. We're standing before the greatest opportunity to step into a realm that's going to usher in the kingdom of God. Don't bow out. But there's some things I don't like, I don't agree with, that ain't right. Well, guess what? If we're a family, let's talk about it and get it right. Or maybe that's it. You're not used to family. Maybe you're addicted to drama. Maybe that's what you like. If we're a family, why don't we say, hey, you hurt my feelings. I might come back and tell you because you're wearing your feelings on your shoulders. But I might come back and say, well, look, if we got it wrong, let's tweak it. Let's get it right. Because it's part of being tied by the door. Oh, Kyle, y'all listening to me? Let's, let's, let's get it right. <coughs> and the reason we got to get it right is because we were predestined to usher in the Christ into this parish. Are y'all with me this morning? I ain't quitting the family because you made me mad. I can't go tell my sister, you're not my sister no more. I'm going to get me some different sisters. 
Am I right about it? You might can fly off to hell and do that, but the DNA says. Oh my God. I'm praying right now that the Holy Spirit let this church begin to feel and see where we're tied at. You as an individual, I'm praying right now that you can see where you're tied at. You're tied in an unhealthy mindset. And it's hard to get out of these places because you've always been like that. And maybe you was raised by something that created it in you or you went through some stuff that made you the way you are. That's why Jesus said, I'm going to send something. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to untie you. But if that donkey would have been to kicking and braying and balking and rebuking, that would have never got led to Jesus. Oh, who am I talking to? You got to trust that he's coming to lead you out. You're going to have to trust your pastor right now that I have been anointed to lead this church into the place that we can usher in the kingdom of our God. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.